Hey pretties, welcome to episode 7 of Pretty Legal Talk, where I get into everything independence. And before I get started, I wanted to check in, hey, wanted to make sure that nobody is getting hit with an unnecessary case of seasonal depression. If you are, please go to my Instagram, Pretty Legal X. And send me a direct message on how I can help you through that. I want to make sure that everybody understands how that can negatively impact anyone this time of year and not take it lightly. And well, this episode is going to get into how to protect yourself from seasonal depression, all year round depression, and all the other mentally crippling, um, you know, stigmas that are falsely diagnosed because we don't have the tools that I'm going to share with you today. So without further ado, as always, we start with the legal tier because duh, pretty legal talk. So the importance of independence on a legal standpoint really can make the difference between your freedom or not. So yeah, it's pretty important. Um, My first point to make is really that we all have to have a certain strength to make our own decisions, especially when it comes to illegal things, right? So a lot of the time people end up in the legal system or the criminal system because they were at the wrong place at the wrong time, right? They did something. Yes, they did it, but they probably would not, had not for a set of extenuating circumstances or influential people and the lack of ability to make your own decisions and think for yourself will definitely put you in positions and situations like that and when you think about people who don't necessarily have the strongest um will power or even have the knowledge that people will not have your best interests at heart. Like think about people that are young and naive, people that are um, being manipulated or susceptible to being manipulated. They're not going to necessarily have the mental capacity to be aware that the decisions being made for them are not in their best interest. But for those of you that are aware, right, we need to practice and sh- like that strength and utilize that ability way more than we do. And I say this beyond just like the very drastic of drastic illegal activities that you can think of. But there are many people that drive after one or two drinks solely because somebody tells them that they're okay to still drive and or that that is the norm. That's what it's okay to do. And if you happen to get pulled over, you're going to be the one in legal trouble not the people that convinced you to make the decision that's leading you to these consequences so the ability to stand up for your like own you know what is that saying stand for something or fall for anything it is more true than it is just a saying um if you're not willing to stand by your own convictions and beliefs you will end up following whatever path is laid out in front of you and that can lead you down someplace you had no business being which takes us right back to the wrong place wrong time scenario and lastly 
really utilizing your independence to exercise the rights that are like freely given to us. And I know that that is said lightly because there are a lot of people in America, hint, hint, that are not freely given the rights that others, hint, hint, are given. And that is not to say though, we are still utilizing all of the rights that come effortlessly to us. So with that being said, I want us to feel free to do what is within our calling. A lot of people are choosing professions and career paths that will ultimately serve them no benefit solely because it's in alignment with what other people want them to do. For example, we have many people pursuing athletic careers, um, cosmetic careers, um, you name it, right? Things that don't necessarily aid benefit to our way of living, um, to our community, or to the generations to come. Now, no shade for those that are in those career fields. However, I want to point out how many people would love to actually explore careers in the STEM field, in the legal field, in the political field, right? In the fields that may actually have the ability to do all of the things that I mentioned two seconds ago, right? Serve a purpose to the community, provide benefits for generations to come, um, you know, those sorts of things. And it's not because they just simply don't want to, but it's because they are not operating based off their own decision making, but the decisions others are making for them. So to wrap up the legal side, I want to just make sure that everybody is aware that their independence not only can make the difference between whether or not you have your freedom, but it can also open up a door and a pathway for yourself that will help you fulfill your calling and also inspire and encourage other people that look like you to do the same. Now, from my family side, independence is important when we are talking about the family tier because there are so many people that suffer from dependency problems. And there are a lot of reasons why a person may become dependent on others or one specific person, but the underlying root for those reasons are usually because they do not love or like their self. And a lot of relationships end in very tumultuous ways because they had no business beginning to begin with, but that's how you find yourself in a relationship like that, is that you were looking for something outside of yourself from somebody else. So you took whatever made you feel the most comfortable towards that goal. So if you were looking for approval, love or companionship, you grasped that and accepted whatever felt remotely close to it. And as the honeymoon phase and the bliss starts to subside and you're actually able to smell the actual crap for what it is, that's when things start having that downward spiral in a relationship sense. And if you take it all the way back to the initial point, if you had and expressed far more love for yourself, 
you would have been able to identify a lot of those red flags early on and not even subject yourself to it any further. So it's important to love yourself when you're talking about a family tier because you don't want to enter into relationships and have children with people that are ultimately not meant to be permanent. They're temporary to begin with if they were ever supposed to be there at all, right? And by loving yourself, you're able to identify that a lot quicker without the mess, right? So if they are supposed to be a lesson, once you get that lesson, you're able to see it clear as day and pull yourself out of a situation that is no longer benefiting you because you love yourself enough to do that. You love yourself enough to walk away from anything and anyone that's no longer serving you, even if initially you thought that it did or it or that it did, but it no longer is now. So you're able to walk away from that because you have that love for yourself. Now, a lot of other reasons why we are dependent and are unable to walk away from those situations and people is because we do not enjoy our own company. And that definitely results and reflects back to not liking or loving ourselves. If you liked and loved yourself, you would most likely enjoy your own company. You would be able to enjoy a book, a movie, a dinner, anything by yourself because you are already comfortable with who you are. So you're able to Enjoy whatever the activity is, whatever the space is, if it's just silence. You're okay to do that because you're okay with who you are. But the problem is many of us get in that space where we're in our own company. When all the commotion and all the camaraderie is gone, you have to deal with yourself. And you don't like yourself. You don't like the decisions you may have made, situations you may have allowed yourself to be in. Whatever the case may be, you're avoiding it and ultimately yourself. But the problem with that is that it will force you in really, really bad company and bad situations. You'll find yourself in a place where you'll rather be with friends who have proven to not really be friends right you'll find yourself back texting a partner who have who has already proven themselves not worthy of your time or energy all because you don't want to sit with yourself that should be a very strong indicator that you are not practicing independence you are so dependent on others to avoid your independence that it is putting you in tumultuous situations that you've actually already been through before. So you're actually now just repeating trauma, adding on to the reasons why you're able to beat up on yourself because you are not doing better when you know better. And you have the ability to break that cycle solely by taking the accountability to accept the fact that you are doing the things that you are doing. Rather than, oh, I don't know why I do it. You do. I, I just can't change. You can. Um, it really does start with changing the narrative. Regaining the control that you've so willingly given to any and everybody else. Um, 
as kids, we want to be independent so badly. But once we really get a sense of what it really means to be responsible for our own actions, we don't want it anymore. And in a family dynamic, in a relationship dynamic, that's not going to fly. And lastly, on the family side, I do want to say that it is important to also know when to practice discernment. And there's going to be there's going to be certain um, situations where that is necessary. Um, the most common will be when you need to learn to love family members from a distance. A lot of our trauma is inflicted by um, the people closest to us. And that's because they're also dealing with their own trauma that's not healed. That's no excuse, but once you know better, you can do better, right? So now that you know, they're not in a place to be beneficial for you in the place that you're in. You should be able to practice discernment and exercise how much time you spend with them. What you listen to when it comes to what they're saying. You know, how much of that you take with a grain of salt. You're able to recognize which conversations are not going to be healthy if held between you and that person. What events and situations you probably shouldn't place yourself in with those types of people because they do not align with your healing and with where you're trying to go. Once you're able to practice that discernment, you'll be able to stop necessarily just cutting people off, but placing them in, the, in your life where they need to be, right? Some people are just in your life to love and enjoy good space with, family events, family occasions, holidays, events, right? But that's not the person you're going to lean on to for support because they don't love themselves, so they're not going to be able to uplift you, right? But... You're able to also know that they are fun and light when they're in the fun and light space. So we can do holiday brunch, okay? And it's also going to be practicing the discernment while you're healing outside of family dynamics, right? You're going to have to practice discernment in the spaces that are not beneficial for you in the family dynamic overall. So if you have friendships, hobbies, um, anything like that, you watch TV, you have certain addictions, so to speak. It could be TV, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol. These things are not aiding in you getting better. They're not aiding in you being a better partner, a better friend. You need to be able to practice discernment with those things. So if you're the friend that can't drink more than two drinks without ruining the party, you need to be able to practice that discernment. I cannot drink tonight. And be okay with that. Because it's not conducive for that family dynamic, right? Um, I don't think a lot of people recognize that that is also an opportunity to practice discernment. If binge-watching Love & Hip Hop makes you convinced that your partner who has never broken your trust before is all of a sudden deceitful and being sneaky, maybe you need to stop watching that type of TV shows. Um, and that is going to be, um, you know, it's going to require a lot of self-discipline. It's not going to be easy, but that is the type of discernment that you can practice that exercises the independence that you really have. You don't have to be controlled by TV. You don't have to be controlled by alcohol. You don't have to be controlled by drugs if you don't want to be. And that's the thing that people don't want to accept. 
They want to be able to say that something or someone else made them do what they did so that they're not to blame. But what what does that benefit? I think it's a negative con- like connotation as associated with taking accountability. Nobody wants to be the blame. But being the blame just also means you can be the cure. You can be the, the fixer. You can be the resolution. If you are the all if you're the problem, you can also be the solution. So I don't think that the negative connotation is accurate. And once we start taking the accountability for the things that we can change, we can change them. And that really is the perfect segue to our final and probably most important tier of this episode, the spiritual side. You really have to take back your control to have your true independence through this life that really is just a large simulation. And we have video games that talk about it. We have movies. We have TVs. I'm literally getting chills because there is a divine energy surrounding me, encouraging me to continue going with what I'm telling you. So I'm going to stay focused. Um, The importance in taking back your control is the largest because that is where your power is. And that is what society wants you to forget. They want your power to be such a distant memory that you don't ever try to get it back. You don't ever try to take back control. They want you to let everything be the guide for your mind so that you don't think for yourself. So that they can control you. They put the additives in our food that make it hard for us to think for ourselves. That clogs our consciousness. They put the agendas and the narratives and music and in TV shows, the things that we consume for hours on hours on hours a day to essentially warp your mind to the thought process they want you to have. You've got to take it back. And that's truly what awakening is, is starting to question things that really don't make sense. It's starting to see the patterns and the false narratives for what they really are. It is regaining your ability to think for yourself, express your emotions, and live life according to your dreams. But the only way to do that is to take accountability. You cannot regain control for what you can do in your life if you refuse to accept accountability for where you are in your life if you refuse to accept the fact that you are where you are today as a result of your contributed actions so not only your actions okay there may have been people and things that have come along that have also contributed to where you are today but if you are going to live the rest of your life blaming them you will never get your control back You have to accept the fact that you are also responsible for where you are today. And it's your responsibility that matters the most. Once you do that, once you stop blaming and stop making excuses, then you will be able to fully start making resolutions. And a lot of those resolutions will include letting go of the traumas that you've been holding on to For so long 
that absolutely serve you no benefit. And some of those traumas are your crutch traumas, okay? And I say that with love because I want you to do better and feel better. Crutch traumas are those traumas that you've been holding on to and leaning on to as your excuse, okay? It's an excuse for not picking yourself up and getting out of your drought. It has been your self-induced anxiety, your self-induced depression, your self-induced loneliness, because you have been using it as an excuse rather than a turning point for triumph. Things that go wrong in your life do not have to be the indicator of your life. But if we fall victim to those things, they will absolutely begin to become our narrative. If we allow those circumstances to be moments for Regrouping, rebranding, uplifting, and reflection on all of the things that we may have been actually taking for granted that we still have and should be grateful for, we will begin to change the narrative to that of self-pity, to that of self-proclamation, okay? You will begin to regain your independence and take back the control that you have over your life and more honestly, freeingly, your mind. Because I truly want you to know that I do understand what it feels like to be a prisoner in your own mind. And that's why I cannot stress enough the importance of gaining your independence because only you have the key to set yourself free. People can give you the tools but we cannot unlock that that door for you, okay? So I say all of this to say, there are so many people wallowing in their own self-pity, suffering from self-induced pain, and you do not have to be anymore. And if you give yourself the permission to let it go and decide to walk in peace and light, from here on out, everything else will follow suit because you do have that control over your life. If you didn't learn anything from this episode, please, please learn that you are in control of your mind, you are in control of your emotions, and you are ultimately in control of your life. So until next time, I told y'all it's about to get pretty legal.